Challenging men to be great men. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. I want to talk to you in this podcast about women and their role in creating great manhood. In my life, the person who earliest and most powerfully framed great manhood in my life was my mother. Let me tell you how she did that, because I think it's important. And then I want you guys to enlist women, not only in igniting great manhood in your soul, but in the souls of your sons and the young boys that you work with. My mother would look at the world and interpret it for me in terms of manhood. My father was a military officer, as I'm sure you know by now, and he was often either off at war uh, or off on assignments or in the field or on maneuvers. And he was around. He was a presence. He was a good man. But it was my mother, as mothers often do, who was articulating the world for me, who was narrating the world for me, who was giving me the lens through which I viewed the world. And I want you to really listen to how she did this because I I didn't appreciate it at the time. She's long gone now. Uh, She died almost 20 years ago, but um, she, she very, she did something very, very wise. She would be talking about a new story or something that we'd heard on the military base we were on or something that happened in the culture or something even that happened in a, in a novel that she'd been reading or a book she'd been reading or, or, or something that occurred in my high school. And eventually, after we discussed the details of it and why did that happen and what in the heck were they thinking and, you know, whatever the, whatever the facts were, she almost always, if it involved men, manhood, nobility, ignobility, you know, somebody being an idiot, she would make a comment from the standpoint of manhood. So let's say, for example, and this actually happened once, uh, let's say that a captain on, an, on one of the army bases we lived on saved a man's life. And he did it uh, at risk of his own life, and he did it uh, in, in smart ways. My mother would say something like, now that's a man right there. That's a real man. Look what he did, Stephen. He did this, and he did that, and he had to, to make a quick snap decision about so-and-so. And here he ra- saves this young man's life. Think about what that's going to mean. That young man, that young soldier whose life was saved, he'll be telling that story for the rest of his life. He'll be igniting that sense of nobility in the lives of others. He'll have children. They're now going to come into the world and do things. She, she would just describe manhood and its implications to me. If we, we, I remember once we read a story about a scientist who was studying whales and was really doing brave things, going out amongst whale pods and, and going into the Arctic and all this kind of thing. And she said, now that's a man. He's braving going into dangerous places to gain knowledge for humanity. I remember she said almost those exact words. And I got to tell you, I couldn't have been but five or six old. It's five or six years old. But I remember her saying that. And again, she was giving me a grid for understanding manhood. Now, of course, she didn't model manhood. She couldn't, you know, she made it very clear. I'm a woman. But it was her admiration for manhood. It was the way she respected it. Her father had been a great warrior during World War II. He was, he was paralyzed in the war, in the, in the assault on Berlin temporarily. Uh, he then fully recovered and became an aide to MacArthur uh, as a colonel in, in, the, in the Philippines. His pictures in some of the museum walls over there in the Philippines to this day, I go there often. Um, 
very proud of him, but she knew what a man was as a result. She'd grown up in the military. She'd married a military officer. My father was a man, war hero, served in Korea, served in Iran, served in Vietnam, was the G2, the senior military intelligence officer for the army in uh, in Berlin during the Cold War. Um, she was married to a man. And I, I have to say, and she was surrounded by men. She was surrounded by special forces and heroes. And, you know, we had, you know, men who'd been awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor to our house. I mean, she she was, was someone who was familiar with what noble manhood was. But it's the way she impressed it on me that is so uh, magnificent. And I'm not just trying to do a tribute to my mother. but But I have to say that women tend to give the young the lens through which they view the world. And so if, if, if I, I know I'm mainly talking to men here because this is, after all, the Great Man podcast, and you are thinking, how can, I, how can I be a great man? How can I embed this in my son? How can I embed this in the youth of my church? How can I, how can I embed this in my tribe, the young men of my tribe, et cetera? And I want to say to you that women play a role. Women are often more articulate than men. men. Women speak in more poetic terms. Women paint pictures for the young. And, and by the way, women, uh, mothers especially, tend to have more time with the young. Fathers tend to be a little bit more busy. Yeah, I, you know that I encourage fathers to read and use words and speak words of destiny and narrate the world in manly terms. Absolutely. But I don't ever want in this podcast for anyone to conclude that I think that all women do is you know, basically create the context or all women do is basically stand aside, let the man embed you know, no, visions of noble manhood in the lives of the young. In both young women and young men, um, it's women who frame primarily uh, what that gender uh, is in terms of its highest form. And so you need to enlist the women around you. And by the way, one of the, one of the really wonderful, <laughs> wonderful bits of news I've heard in the last year, as I've told you many times, is that we can make as much as 80% difference in the life of an unfathered or unmothered child. So if, for example, uh, you know a young boy who doesn't have a father in the home, but a bunch of men in the community will come around that young boy and, and, and be uncles and be fathers and speak manhood into his life and model things and take him places and, 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 and coach him. And, and I, I'll use the word fathering in quotation marks, father that young man. They can make as much as an 80% difference. 80% of what a father would have been, they can become. And the rest of it, we trust God for and trust that life will provide it. Same is true with young women. If they don't have a mother or, or a good role, female role model in their lives, uh, other women can make as much as 80% difference if they're devoted and consistent. So what I'm trying to say is a smart man understands that he's got to have a swarm offense, as they say in football, to actually it's defense they usually call swarm, but I'm calling it swarm offense. He's got to be, he's got to have a swarm approach to raising a noble young man, uh, whether it's his son or somebody else he's trying to impact. And you've got to enlist women in this job. You've got to enlist aunts and grandmas and moms, of course, and, and even big sisters. You've got, you got to call it out. You've got to identify it. You've got to get them to narrate the world in manly terms. You've got to get them to talk about the men they admire. If they've just read a, the biography of who knows what, Colin Powell or, or Norman Schwarzkopf, or I, you know, whoever, Abraham Lincoln, lessons from George Washington's life, whatever, whoever it is, Booker T. Washington, I wrote a book on him, a lot of great lessons there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whoever you're reading about that you admire, uh, who is a man, who, who exhibits noble lessons of manhood, get them talking. Talking about it, get them bringing it up, get them, get them to narrate the world in those terms. In my mind, 
my mother's voice resounds often. My father's example resounds often, but my mother's voice is what's sounding. I think that's the way it is with most people. Most men in particular hear their mother's voice. Do you know that when soldiers are dying on the battlefield, the person and the the subject they most mention is mother. That's in every single war. Most often, they mention mother. They might be 45-year-old, you know, who knows, lieutenant colonels, and they're breathing their last, but they'll mention their mothers. My, My point is that the influence and the voice of our mothers, not just important to us when we're sentimental, when we feel like we might be slipping away from this life, it resounds in our heads and our hearts all the time. So get the women that are of influence around the young men you're trying to impact to speak to narrate, to describe, to celebrate, not just say, hey, Johnny, you're great. You're a great guy. I love you so much. That's fine. But without necessarily going directly at the kids, so we don't pressure him and overwhelm him, um, cause, urge them to speak of what they admire, of what they see. My mother hardly ever turned to me and said, Stephen, you are an awesome kid. She was great. She loved me. I knew that. But what impacted me was the way she described others in noble terms. And then we go, mm-mm, that's a man. And it was, it was powerful in my life. I want to say, by the way, that this will also be powerful in your life. Whenever my wife, Beverly, says, I really admire the way Dr. So-and-so did such and such, or Colonel So-and-so did such and such, or Senator So-and-so did such and such, I'm going to tell you, it makes me want to be a better man. Not that I'm in competition with that person, but she's framing a vision for me with words and with what she admires. And even though I know she loves me dearly and admires me, it makes me want to be even better in the terms that she's describing. So enlist a team in the same way that I urge you to enlist a band of brothers, enlist a team and make noble women part of that team. That's part of the path to great manhood. To join the great man community, or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for becoming a great man. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.